Yeah, I think I was like maybe, I don't know, 10 or 11 or whatever it was. And then uh, the divorce happened and then everything started. So so the divorce, it was that was kind of like my parents' deal. Sure. And then they got divorced. And then that's when I started to get swept, swept into things. Mm-hmm. That's when everything, that, that was when shit really hit the fan. So then shit hits the fan, middle school into high school. I get my... Uh, driver's license. I'm now working 25 hours a week at the fish store while I'm in school. So I get super busy. You worked that much when you were in high school? Yeah, dude. I've always worked. I've always worked. I've always worked a lot of hours. Sure. Since probably 13 years old. Because you never really, did you play much sports? I did the first two years of high school and then the second two I did not. Got it. Okay. I swam the first two and then I played lacrosse one year. Lacrosse was fucking miserable because we <laughs> lost every single game but one like this is really fun no i love it for the just the game dude um so then i get to college and it's just like i'm out of here i don't want to deal with this shit anymore and then there was that gap and then we've gotten on nice i did it was fun for me hearing her perspective on everything because i was i was the whole time hoping i'm like i really hope this is consistent with the story i've been telling because the story I've been telling, way <laughs> I, I, I could be way off. It's based on my memory and yeah. memory is very flawed. So I'm like, I'm really hoping this is all aligned. And she was basically corroborating everything I've explained. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. So this is, mm-hmm. this is pretty accurate. She had a, said a couple things I thought were interesting. Um, she responded a handful of times like, oh, wow, you remember that? Yeah. Which I feel like when you're a kid, you're like, yeah, of course I remember it. Like I was there. But- I find memory when you're that young really interesting. I have really good long-term memory. Like it's like implanted in my brain and I can like see it still 30 years later. But I feel like at some point, do I remember that I remember it mm-hmm. or do I actively remember the event? Mm-hmm. Or it's like, I, like, I guess what I'm saying is like, yes, I remember what the classroom of my preschool looked like. I don't at all. Like my pre-kindergarten class. I very clearly remember that. Really? I couldn't even tell you who my pre-kindergarten teacher was. I had Miss Jackman. Wow. Ms. Jackman, to be clear. But at some point, I feel like I forgot. Uh, the active part of that memory is gone, and I just remember remembering it. Like, it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm one step away. Like, if I told you about who my teacher was, mm. and then 20 years later, you reminded me. I don't know that I remember again, but I would just like, I don't know. I find memory when you're really young really, really interesting. I, I do best when I have uh, like a trigger mm-hmm. or when I go to a place I've been before as a child. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, dude. that's really interesting. Like when I went uh, this summer, I went back to the, I've, I've gone past this, fortunately. I'm glad I don't live this life anymore, but I, 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 I grew up very bougie. Sure. So the place we would spend time in. Colorado was called Aspen Glen. Pretty so it's nice. Private golf club, Jack Nicholas course. It has is this big, you know, uh, country club lodge and mm-hmm. all the fancy houses and this and that. But I hadn't been there since I was a kid, since my parents got divorced. Yeah. And I ran the whole golf course. I grew up playing that golf course, but I hadn't been back mm-hmm. in a long time. And it was wild to be back. In a place I I know I've been many many times, but had no real memory of until I was back there, and I was realizing, 
Whoa, yeah. So this is super familiar. I had no idea. This is crazy. But it wasn't until I was back there where I was remembering it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't just recall it out of nowhere. Is this an internal podcast? Or it is an a, internal podcast. Oh, okay. I don't even know what you're doing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Build It Internal Podcast. Not that it really matters, but... Yeah, because transparency wins. Sure. And, you know, we'd be talking about anything on any podcast, really. Yeah, but that was a good example. Traveling the United States has been fun in that regard, too, because I did travel a lot as a child. And mm -hmm. going back to cities as an adult that I was at as a child, totally different experience. Remind me. Your mother's from Boston area? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you go there a lot or just went there a handful of times, maybe? We would go there every summer, too. Okay. We'd fly into Boston, spend some time in Boston, and then go to the Cape. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So cool, we'd cool, spend cool. most of our time on the Cape. I didn't spend a lot of time in Boston, but I remember like the New England Aquarium, for example. Mm -hmm. And you go to the New England Aquarium as a child. It's the New England Aquarium. Like, holy cow. And then you go back as an adult, which is what I did in April. And like, hmm, I was a little disappointed. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like when I went last time, this place is bigger. Have you, what have you done to this place? Aquariums are tricky because the smaller ones, they're smaller. But then the bigger ones are just way too commercial nowadays. I don't even know how to wrap my brain around what a big... Like, what's the best aquarium in the world? Like, Well, like, consider. the biggest one in the States is the Georgia Aquarium. But it's like, you go into the Georgia Aquarium. Is that in Atlanta? Brought to you by the Home Depot. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> okay, great. The shark exhibit's brought to me by the, the Home Depot. Mm -hmm. Like, fantastic, guys. I just want to see the sharks. Who gives a fuck about Home Depot? Mm -hmm. Home Depot has nothing to do with sharks. Why are you guys here? I can't, I can't buy out. a shark at Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, yeah. whole, the, it's, it's, the reason you know it's Home Depot is because you walk up and you see the sharks and you hear, bam, 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 bam. Have you ever been to the Chattanooga Aquarium? I've heard so many good things about it. I'm going in a couple weeks. I haven't made it, man. Pretty good. It's yeah. not that far. I mean, it's just fine. They do have sharks. They're like, that's, it's pretty cool. Well, so my other problem with going to aquariums is for whatever reason, it's something you bring children to. I don't know. I don't think an aquarium is age specific. No. Yet it's a thing for children. And so you have all of these little children running around and doing little children things like yelling and crying and mm -hmm. such. And it's like, I'm just here to see the sea animals. I just want to sit here. You guys are really ruining the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been to one that's like, you know, this big giant wall, you know, and you're kind of like sitting under it. So... The coolest one of those is the uh, Monterey Bay Aquarium. Yes, 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 yes. It's this, it's just this, it looks like you're staring out into the ocean mm -hmm. and they have these giant tuna in there and That's sea turtles. Cool. And it's, so it's like the deep ocean exhibit, mm -hmm. but they have it set up. It's big enough. And then it's the background is, is colored in a way where it just looks like you're staring out into the abyss. It's really cool. That one's probably... The coolest single exhibit I've seen. That's really cool. Highly recommend. I feel like that, yeah, that's not one I've, ex like that kind, I, I've certainly never experienced. Um, Newport Aquarium um, outside Cincinnati is not bad either. Mm. If you ever have to go to see anybody out there. If you're looking to kill some time, which I know you have plenty of time on every trip you go on. Sure. Uh, Newport Aquarium is not bad. I do get tempted every time I see the aquarium exit this way. You're like, like, I, I, I might, oh, actually. Yeah. Oh, I got to push my schedule okay. back because <laughs> Hey, uh, Mr. Potential Investor, I know we said we'd meet in one hour. Can we meet in two and a half hours? 
<laughs> and then and then in the back in the background uh, over the intercom okay the dolphin exhibit is starting in 15 minutes. well <laughs> you show up you show up to the meeting and you're clearly wearing a brand new t-shirt over your outfit that says like you know local aquarium number one fan yeah um yeah. you have like a balloon uh-huh. yeah yeah <laughs> your bag of shark gummies <laughs> yeah like no no I, I brought these from home this is this is not related to the trip anywho uh, build an internal podcast. So the last podcast that you and I did, we um, debriefed the internal. No, debriefed the company meeting. Okay. It was like the day after. Oh wow! Um, it was you and I and Eric Jumper and Harrison too. Actually, had mm. a couple good things mm. to say. And so, or maybe it was two days after. It doesn't matter. All that's fine. What I'm curious about, it, it was, was it was fresh. It was very fresh. Yeah. And so I'm. At this point, a week later, you've done some living. You ran 100 miles. Mm. You've limped a handful more. Where is your head at after that? So the problem is I I go from the team meeting into two monster days. Like the schedule, my schedule was not chill last week. Mm -mm. I mean, it was like four or five investor meetings a day. And then on top of everything else. And then I go into, like, a 100-mile race requires a lot of focus, believe yeah, it or turns not. turns out. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, like, there's, there's no way to, yeah. to do it otherwise. And so I, I go whirlwind two days, fly out to Chicago, and then I'm in it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm there to do my job, mm-hmm. and that's run 100 miles. I run 100 miles, and then now my body's in. What in the hell? Why didn't you stop? Did you just do? <laughs> uh, and I'm still in that just kind of blur at the moment. Like Chase out there was just saying, I, you know, I'd love to have a coherent conversation right now, but there's just so many things going on in my head. I'm like, well, I'm the opposite. It's kind of just white noise right now. Just shh. that's kind of where my brain is. I can't do any talking. Yeah. So honestly, I haven't. Uh, I haven't been able to. There's not a lot of takeaways at this point yet. Well, it's yeah, it's just so much. Like you have this team meeting, which is, which is, um, very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. The team meeting it was a very conflicting emotional experience for me because it was half. Wow, this is absolutely amazing. Look at what we've done. On the other half was, uh, holy shit. This is a lot of responsibility. Yeah, There's a lot of people counting on me right now. I need to stay focused and I need to do my job. And so that, those conflicting emotions made it honestly very difficult for me to be present during the team meeting. And then I just didn't have any time to even debrief that because I just went in right into the 100 mile race. Yeah. And that was its own, I mean, that just from an emotional standpoint, it's gnarly. It just takes you to a place you've never, ever, ever, ever been before. Mm-hmm. And and then now I'm processing all of that. Like my emotions were so messed up, for example. I just, when I came home Sunday, I was sitting on the couch. I just started crying, just bawling yeah. uncontrollably, like for no reason, just bawling uncontrollably on the couch. And I'm just like, this is how messed up I am right now. Like I, I just have zero control of my, my emotions, my body, everything. So, and that's kind of where I'm still at. Sure. It's just raw. Yeah. I'm curious 
did do you feel like you had any of that kind of raw emotion going into the race? Like just from the week leading into that? I had no emotion going in the race. It was weird. The last race I did, I was very anxious mm-hmm. and I was kind of staring down the barrel, I felt like for months. This one, I was just there to do my job and my job was run 100 miles. That's it. So I was super calm, no anxiety, no emotion going into it. I'm just, I'm there to do my job. I'm a professional, one step at a time, constant forward motion, Yeah. execute the plan. That's all we did. Easy day. Easy day. <laughs> I mean, Benjamin had made a post about it. Didn't, we did not vary from, the, there was, there was no variance from the plan. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, our execution could not have been more perfect, which shocked me, totally shocked me, but just flawless execution across mm-hmm. the board. I, I feel like coming out of the, the team meeting stuff, the two full days, um, full company, we had like another full day with just the media team. Um, an additional half day and then went into more podcasts and, and all the stuff. And then, like immediately, uh, one of my kids and both my wife and I had the stomach bug like for the next three days. Oh, nice. So at the end of it, I did not run a hundred miles, but by like Sunday evening, we were, my wife and I were both just like, are we dying? Mm-hmm. Like, what's wrong? And so I was trying to like way back, I'm like, why do I, I don't know if I carry like the all of the like emotional weight and emotional energy of the team meeting. Like I don't know if I let that weigh really heavy heavy on me afterwards. But I am like sure tired after every team meeting. Fine. It's just mm. like you're on for fifty hours straight or something like that. But it's more of the it's just like a lot going on and Everyone's emotions are heightened, both with joy. It's fun to see the people you work with. Um, the conversations are usually of a serious nature. It's like what we're doing is important. And so I feel like after all of those, I am like emotionally like very um, worn thin. And so I just, I'm curious, Mona, I guess I'm surprised that coming out of the going into like your race, which to me kind of delineates like a, a, a separate part of that week for you. Um, you didn't, you felt more like balanced. I mean, we're different people, but I guess just like for me, I've, I've felt really, really like, man, I need to turn this off somehow. I frankly, I was worn thin going into the team meeting. True. It's, it's been a, a longer thing for you in that way. This, this year's, this year's, it's just worn me down. Yeah. I mean, it's just been this incessant grind um, from just the financial pressure yeah. side of things. And it's it's just really ground me down, which I think that's why I did so well with the 100-mile race because it's like, well, it's just more of the same. Like, it's just, it's just more grinding. Mm-hmm. And so just put your head down and just do what you've been doing. That's it. Just more of the same. And then if you can go do this, you can keep grinding on what you need to go grind through within the company like it's been really hard it's been really hard for me to be present and to uh sounds bad but it's been hard for me to just enjoy myself over the past six months 
just because you're carrying the weight of I need to, to do this thing and it's not done yet. Yeah. Yeah. And we're still and you're a doer. You're we talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on the call this morning, but you're definitely somebody if you, you're in a situation, you're like, well, if this isn't happening, I, I can jump in. And if that's something I can do, I'm going to start doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that eventually like becomes overwhelming. It's like, I got to do it. 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 Yeah. It's just, it's just a lot of weight, a lot of pressure. Um, I mean, and, and this isn't me like complaining or no. anything like It's just my job. Like, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. This is the season we're in and I'm just going to keep hammering it out. Like, it's just one step at a time. Like, that's it. Yeah. Does it hurt? Yeah. Does it suck? Yes. But check. And then, you know, next day, next day, next day, next day. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> And that's what I've learned. I think I talked about it in therapy yesterday. That's what I've learned about, um, uh, like, you know, love what you do. You'll never work it in your life. Like, all that kind of stuff. It's all said by people that, that haven't done a lot. It's, it's, just, it's just kind of nonsense. Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of really highly accomplished people, they've just said, like, if you need to feel good to go do things, you're never going to get anywhere. Because a lot of days you're not going to feel good. A lot of days you're not going to want to go do it. But it doesn't matter if you want to go do it or not. You still have to go do it. There's still a job to do. You still have to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And it's that when you when you go beyond and make it happen, when you really don't want to make it happen, that's when you really start to push the limits and find out what's really possible. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, in the race, you go run, you go run a marathon. You're hurting after a marathon. Your body's not stoked on what you just did. And then you're sitting there and you're like, so now I'm going to go do another one. And then you, to the point, I mean, past, like we're, you know, 30 miles in Benjamin and I, after the race, after we could talk about how much we were hurting, we were like, yeah, you know, 30, you're hurting, man. You're hurting. And then you go do another marathon. So you're like 60 in, you're really hurting at that point. And you still have 40 miles, 40 miles ahead of you. That's what I was curious about. That's going to be miserable. When did it go from, uh, this is a hard run to like, oh, this is serious so you're saying like dude it, it's 30 set, oh yeah it starts to set <sighs> in like you're like 30 40 i mean the longest run i had done since my boston marathon in april was 15 miles true so because when you did the one where you got an injury you only did like 60 on that one yeah and that was last february yeah it was a while ago yeah but you're you're, you're yeah you're 30 40 in you're hurting mm. but Okay, like, so what? There's, there, you know, there's still a lot of work to do. Like, what can I do? Yeah. I, oh, so you're just going to say, oh, I, I heard I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out. I quit. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, so what? Just, just deal with it and, and keep moving forward. And so that's what, that's, there's a lot of similarities here. It's, you know, is this process fun? It's not fun, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. Who gives a shit? There's still a job to do. There's still a group of people that are doing amazing things to support. That's my job. That's mm-hmm. what I signed up for. Um, and so it's never been like, oh, you know, I should, you know, quit or go do, like, I've never had any of those thoughts. Am I exhausted? Am I worn out? Yeah, but I still wake up tomorrow and I still do my job. And, and it comes back to, you know, we've talked a good bit about um, even if it, there you've set this, like, pattern for your life where that that discipline is driving kind of that that next day not 
well now i'm still loving it so it's still fun it's not that's not how you're like thinking about all of this but we have talked a good bit about it's helpful that that some of the things you're doing are also restorative mm-hmm. because like it's so you have a tank like everybody has a tank but if you also kind of have like the discipline of like i'm gonna i'm doing it no matter what like that's pretty good place to be kind of though but but you also have to think your your perception of how full or empty your tank is it could be wrong it's like, an interesting point especially and again it goes back like you you learn a lot running 100 miles let me tell you <laughs> yeah a lot of time to think i mean you you push yourself past where you think your limit you push yourself so far past where you think your limit is mm-hmm. that it just starts to redefine what is actually possible and it proves that you're so wrong about your physical and mental capabilities. Like I was surprised at the mm-hmm. end of this race because I'm like, wow, I have way more than I thought I did. And so you just have to question like, do, you know, is it really empty or, and, and you, you don't want to be destructive, but I feel like everybody's so caught up in being comfortable and, oh, you know, make sure you go take your bath and I get all that. Like if you need that, that's fine. But at the same time. Well, but, uh, but I'm, I mean, that those things are restorative to some people. It's not, if you're not taking, if you're not taking enough baths in your life, then you must not be restoring yourself. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. It's, it sounds crazy, but it's like, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that it's all about you know, self-care, this self-care, that it's like, yeah, great. Take care of yourself. But also there's times where you just got to grind and that's when that's when you start to redefine like whoa this Mm -hmm. is really what i'm capable of whoa this is where extraordinary things really happen it's interesting because when you sign up for a hundred mile race you're like i can do that and then at some point during it you're like there's no way i can do this and then when you finish you're like wow i didn't know i could do that because you're not thinking about like oh it's just like a long run Mm mm-hmm Instead, it's like, here's like the mini steps in this process. Like Benjamin pointed out, y'all basically peed every 10 minutes for like, you know, what, four hours or eight hours or something crazy like yeah, that? Yeah, it was, it was a joke. I was like, you know, yeah, you go to the bathroom, you'd pee. And then not even 10 minutes later, you're like, oh, I got to pee again, dude. And he's like, yeah, me too. And so there we are peeing again, peeing again. you know, middle of the night. It's But that's what I think is interesting is because when when you are having to like break it down to that. You're not thinking, man, this is a long run, huh? Like that, that's not part of you your you thought. You know, you can't think of it like that. Yeah, You can't, you can't think of it like that. And so by the end, when you come all the way back around to, we just, we just ran a hundred mile race. It's not like, see, I knew I could do it when I signed up for it. Like to me, those are two separate thoughts. It's not like, see, I completed the thing I knew I could do. Yeah. It's, and maybe it's like, I believe in my own self, whatever, but it's not, I'm just a good runner, so I'm going to run it. Like, to me, that's that's kind of separate from the many battles between mile one and mile 100. Well, and it's like, you know, you're mile 60 and you're really hurting. Like, if you think about, I have still 40 miles to go. I'm, ba- I'm barely halfway. <laughs> Bro. Or even like you're 80 in. Well, I'm 80 miles in, but you think I still have 20 miles to go. That's a long long ways um do you subdivide uh like the remainder of a run ever i find myself doing that all the time what do you mean um if i'm running like five miles it's like okay that was one mile or 
whatever it's you know if it's like you're halfway there like i'm always thinking like, what's i wonder what the quarter is mm. not because i'm ready for it to be over but it there's like something about cutting time and subdividing that time that makes it like more digestible to see the rest of it yeah focusing on small goals because all we all we yeah that's true was that's just, what that is we just focused aid station yeah the next because they're for like five miles right yeah between four to seven which is far <laughs> Yeah, in but a normal life you know, from my, a run. My daily runs between four to seven miles. So it's like, okay, okay why well, can do I a do. daily run? This is what I do every single day. Yeah. Like, this isn't that hard. This is just what I do every single day. And then I get there, I get to eat some snacks, and then I get to go do it again. Awesome. But I'm not saying, I'm not saying everybody has to go run 100 miles. I'm like, that's just, this is just my thing. This is where I'm at. This yeah. is what I'm learning. Here's what I'm feeling. Here's what I'm thinking. Maybe it's wrong, but it's probably wrong. I don't know. But here's where I'm at. This isn't, I'm not trying to make, you know, I get it. This is an internal podcast. This is just me yeah, basically dumping my thoughts out right now in a very incoherent way. Well, I thought that was interesting. I, I kind of wanted to hear um, where your head was at. You know, I, I didn't necessarily want you to be like, yeah, here's the things I got out of the internal podcast a week later. And here's what I feel like I put into it. And I got these, like, I'm truly just curious a lot of shit's happened in the last seven days for you particularly. And all those things are kind of going to get like mashed up into, you know, whatever it is you're thinking about right now. So I just was curious to kind of hear what that looked like. I, an interesting thing about an ultra. So you go to a marathon and if you're, you know, there's, there's all kinds of people that run marathons, but if you're, if you're at kind of the, the, you know, the front third front, you know, half yeah how Most, many people ran it uh, about 200 okay um and we were 40th though so we did pretty well yeah but most everybody in marathon younger they look like they run marathons they're dialed in man mm-hmm. especially at boston everybody like that's a good looking group of people they're there to run they look like they run they're younger they hammer yeah ultras we were some of the most that by far the youngest people there if you pulled an average of the age in their, t- there weren't very many people in their twenties. I looked at the ages of everybody and that's because there's the physical component, but it's really the mental component of it. And I feel like this past year, especially I've been strengthening my mind. So, 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 so much through the process I've been involved in with investment that it helped me get through this very effectively, far more effectively than I got through it. And then that's to demonstrate, hey, I can go do this. I can go finish investment. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a problem. Um, so it sounds weird, but this gave me a lot more confidence going forward because it's like, if yeah. I say I'm going to go do something, I, you know, I might screw things up along the way. I might fall short. I had to fail once to finish this job, but I'm going to finish the damn job at yeah. some point. Um, well, and that's how I feel about the company is like, I'm not just going to roll over. We're going to make it happen. And I don't care how it has to happen, but I'll do whatever I need to do. Well, and hearing that, I mean, one thing that I'm very confident in is I know that we've built a crew here of people that I feel like are kind of in that same boat that are like, you know, we're rowing in the same direction and everybody kind of knows the role. And I think we're always trying to figure out, you know, make that better. Um, I'm definitely confident in the crew that we have around here that, you know, we're going towards that same direction too. Totally. 
I couldn't be more confident. I mean, that's what gives me a lot of my, a lot, a lot of the confidence. That's yeah. why I can say the things I, I do to the people that are investing in us because I am wholly confident in the team that's delivering yeah. on it. Cool. So. Well, that was a super high energy podcast. Hope everybody just laughed and laughed and laughed. Was that it? That's it. I think that's good, man. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to dig into that more than we have. I mean, we're at 28 minutes. Like this is fine. I, yeah. I definitely just kind of wanted to hear where you were and um, we went in a little bit different direction, but I appreciate the transparency and the vulnerability. I don't like, and when you set a big goal, there's a big price to pay. We're trying to go redefine a whole industry. And I think that's an important piece of this, I think, to, um, I think, I mean, we should all be reminding ourselves of that, but I don't want to be like, you know, make sure you remember. But I know for me, I might get kind of mired in the smaller prices to pay just to like make my work better and to make my small goals. But it's to do a thing that's essentially impossible or mm-hmm. that feels and can feel impossible. Change an entire industry. And it's like, well, no wonder like this feels hard. Yeah. It turns out it might be. It will be. That's the point. And that's why no one else is doing it mm-hmm. because, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> but someone has to. Yep. And here we are. I think we're the ones to do it. So that's that. Honor to be working on it. Um, Likewise. Well, that is a Build It Internal podcast. Aaron, thanks for uh, opening up about that stuff. Uh, y'all, looking forward to uh, jumping in on the next one next time we get in here. Thanks, everybody. Stay dirty. Thank you.